This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We decided to take the boat up to the cabin, where Kevin could fix it up in a few spots where the wood was busted. We picked it up at each end and slowly headed towards the cabin. We were walking in silence, but I knew both of us were smiling, delighted with what we found. Both of us were convinced that we would be getting out of here in no time at all. There is a space between reality and fantasy between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called The Feeding. You belong here. Part 10. The one without one mark. The cabin was neatly tidied up, and we found Nikki napping on the bed where she slept earlier. Kevin started making tea, and I yawned widely. I am exhausted, I said out loud. You have no idea how tired I am, Kevin said. I barely slept, and this whole business with the boat really pushed me over the edge. I looked at Nikki again, peacefully sleeping with her back to us. Did you find it odd that the little rhyme she told us said something about sleep? I don't want to think too much into it, Kevin replied. Listen, even if there is something to it, I don't care. We can finally get the hell out of these woods and back to civilization. We should be looking forward to getting out of here and getting ready, not worrying about creepy poems. And I still want to take a nap so badly, I said. All I ever seem to want to do is sleep. Go ahead then, he nodded towards the ladder. I'll stay here. I need to take stock of what food we have left and get some wood, too. We're almost out. I went towards the ladder, and as I passed the cellar door, I swear I could hear the whisper again. I stopped and listened. What is it? Kevin asked behind me. You know, this food is really not too old. I mean, it's probably expired by now, but it isn't ancient. He nodded. I know, I thought the same thing when I first saw it. It's been a while since somebody came here, but they did. There's certainly a way out of here. I nodded, even though Kevin couldn't see me, and went up the ladder to the room. As I slept, I dreamt of the black truck again, the high beams in my rearview mirror, the constant feeling of anxiety, and the woods. When I woke up, it was dark and my heart was pounding. As I felt my way around for a candle and matches, Kevin's story of the night before popped into my head. Alone and in the dark, 
I started to get very scared. I finally lit the candle and its light pushed the darkness out, spilling light into the room. The downstairs was completely dark. Where was everyone? I climbed down and at the base of the ladder, I turned to face the kitchen. My candle was bright against the dark room, but I could still see very little in front of me. As I walked towards the kitchen table, I saw a woman standing in the darkness. I screamed, startled, and jumped at the sight of her. She looked back at me, and I realized it was Nikki. She was standing in her dress, in complete darkness, right in front of the cellar door. The cellar was shut, just as before. What are you doing standing there? You startled me, I said to her, and got closer to the kitchen table. I was now close enough that I could see the table, and Kevin, who was leaned over on the chair, his arms folded and his head on his arms, sleeping. He stirred in the candlelight. I went closer to the table and lit a few more candles. The room got much brighter, and I could see Nikki a lot better then. She was still standing at the same spot, shaking and muttering something. Kevin woke up and lifted his head, rubbing his face with the palms of his hands. Did I fall asleep? He looked around, confused, and yawned. His gaze stopped at Nikki, who was standing there, still as a ghost. Hey, what are you doing? He asked her. She slowly turned towards us, and I could tell that she had been crying and was also shaking. I approached her. Are you okay? Nikki started to sob uncontrollably. Her arms flailed and she fell to the floor. Kevin and I rushed towards her. I put her head on my knees and noticed how cold her body was. Like she just came from the outside. We should light the stove, I said. I'll take her to the bed, Kevin said. Hey, this is Chris from the Criminal Perspective Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast you're currently listening to on the Crawlspace Media Network, consider checking out Criminal Perspective. On Criminal Perspective, I take 11 years of my experience corresponding with notorious murderers and I bring it directly to you. At times, I'll give you interviews directly with the most heinous murderers imaginable, like Nico Klo, the Vampire of Paris. I read that I read that you found some cookies in his kitchen and you just sat there eating cookies, watching them squirm around and die. Yeah, it wasn't actual cookies. I think I, I think it was bread, just bread. But uh, yeah, yeah, I ate something. I just sat sat down on the corner and watched him die, basically. Other times, I'll bring you survivors of violent crime telling their harrowing tales themselves, like Shasta McLean, who survived being abducted by serial killer Joseph Duncan. After being at that campsite for like two, like a week or two, he had asked me how I wanted to die. He said because uh, I had to choose one or the other. It could either be quick or it could, or, you know, it could be the slow process. So he gave me the option of being strangled to death, where he gave me the option of being shot. So please check out Criminal Perspective on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are heard. Criminal Perspective is a cross-based media podcast.
We find that in these times, everyone needs some time to chill out and relax. That's why we're excited to announce this week's sponsor, Boston Green Health. Boston Green Health is a local provider of CBD products that specializes in oils, topicals, gummies, and edibles. Boston Green Health's plant-based products can provide natural relief and rest for the mind, body, and soul. As one of New England's premier hemp-based companies, they offer a variety of all-natural CBD products that use a blend of locally sourced hemp extract. Visit bostongreenhealth.com for premium CBD oil, a delicious variety of CBD-infused gummies, luxurious handcrafted topicals, and a product line for pets. Podcast listeners can receive 20% off of any purchase by using the show code PI20. That's P-I-20. Boston Green Health takes pride in being New England's most trusted CBD brand. I went over and loaded some wood into the burner. In the meantime, Kevin picked Nikki up and led her to the bed, her leaning against him and sobbing quietly. I looked at them from the stove, and the familiar feeling of anxiety came over me again. I went over there slowly, looking at the cellar door as I passed it. Nothing looked amiss or unusual. What happened? Kevin kept asking her. Can you talk? I sat at the foot of the bed. A few minutes later, she calmed down and was able to speak again. Kevin and I stared at her patiently and calmly. Meanwhile, my stomach was in knots. Nikki started talking. I, I thought maybe I was dreaming. I woke up in the dark. Yes, total darkness. And I couldn't see anything. Then it swung open again. She looked in the direction of the cellar. The door swung open, and I saw a dim light coming from the inside. It was calling my name in a calm, quiet whisper. Nikki rocked back and forth on the bed. So soft, like how my mother used to call me. Nikki. I felt so comforted and happy. I went over there slowly. The door was open and I could see the stairs leading down, but it was really dark down there. I stopped at the ledge, like, just to see what was calling me. I wasn't going to go down or anything. So I looked down into the darkness and I saw a woman. She just kind of stepped into the light, but her back was to me. She was facing in another direction, so... I only, like, see the back of her, the dress, and her hair. And she was wearing this really, really old dress, you know, like they wear in books and movies. So I leaned closer, and I asked her, Who are you? And then she turned to me, and... And... Her face... Nikki was shaking now, fresh tears streaming down. And her face was gone. What do you mean gone? I asked, my heart pounding. Like, oh, like she was missing everything. Like her face was all scratched out and her features gone. Everything. 
not one mark on it. It was so awful. I haven't seen anything like that before. And the whole time it was all, Nikki, Nikki, ringing in my ears. She was calling you? I asked. I, I, you know, I don't know. I froze. I was so scared. That's when the door shut. I couldn't move. I just stood there like this. Like you found me. And then you climbed down from up there. Kevin looked at me. He was very uneasy again, I could tell. Nikki was crying and clinging to him, refusing to let go. Her whole body was cold and shivering. I don't want to die, she said desperately. I don't. I really don't. I can't die. She was getting hysterical again. Don't you see? It is feeding on us. Why would you say that? Kevin shot back irritably. Why would you say you will die? Don't worry, I tried calming her down. You are not going to die. We're safe here. You know we are. But I was not sure. I did not believe in what I was saying. Nikki now put her face into Kevin's sweater, still crying and mumbling into it. It was impossible to understand what she was saying now. I was still sitting at the edge of the bed, also shaking, but trying to hide it. We were all really freaked out. On the next episode of The Feeding, I was quivering, my heart beating wildly in my chest. My fear was almost paralyzing. Nikki climbed backwards off the wall, and when her feet hit the floor, she straightened out and stood like a normal person in the corner with her back to me. I didn't move. Thank you for listening to The Feeding, a crawlspace media production of a pie rational story, narrated by Valerie Bogart. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.